You're listening to the Collegiate Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Heatherman, a rising sophomore at Emerson College who has had her fair share of college experiences. So stick around as I share my Collegiate Diaries with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Collegiate Diaries. This week, we are going to be diving into orientation. So orientation is a time when new students, and that usually means transfers as well as incoming freshmen, get acquainted with the school, their upperclassmen peers, their RAs, the buildings, etc. At my orientation last year, we had several events that were fun. So those were optional events that you could choose to go to. I remember that there was a sports night, there was a craft night that same night, so I went to the craft night. And I met actually someone who is my sweet mate this year and who I ended up being in a club with. So you never know who you're gonna meet at orientation, truly. Orientation is really a time to meet every single person. My orientation week was comprised of some kind of training sessions, I would say, that they had professors host over Zoom because this was still COVID-ish season. So there were some like fundamental ground rules and student handbook exercises and just things that you need to know as an incoming student that were more housekeeping things, not super fun, get to know everyone things. And then we also had the fun events that were led by our core orientation staff, as well as our orientation leaders. And those happened at the Cutler Majestic Theater, which is like the Emerson Hallmark building. So it was really, really cool to be in there as a theater major, such a dream. I really enjoyed how we had orientation groups. So those were small groups that were led by one or two orientation leaders because it A, helped me get to know people one-on-one in a better setting. And I met someone who lives in my state and we kind of had like a mutual connection, which was really funny. And B, it just lets you get more comfortable speaking to new people and asking upperclassmen a question because sometimes it can be really intimidating if you're in a group of 100 and you don't want to be the one speaking. So having about 15 to 20 other people who are all going through the same thing as you just have a really calm and chill, relaxing session of Q&A or get to know each other, you know, that's really helpful. So that's something from my orientation that I really liked. However, I totally clammed up during orientation week. I will not lie to you. Even the memory, looking back at it, is just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to think about it. I am usually a very outgoing person and I will talk to anyone, but at orientation, I was just hit with the realization that I'm on my own for the first time and I don't know any of these people and I am living in a strange city and I don't know how to do anything yet. I'm not well acquainted with the place. I don't even know what college is like, so I can't even rely on my academic side to get me through. Orientation isn't academic. I was just freaking out. And I also got really into my head because I'm a very self-aware person and I can also read people very well. I'm super observant in that way. And because of that, I kind of told myself, you know, no one wants to be friends with someone who's butting in 
to things, inviting themselves to plans that they weren't initially a part of. No one wants anyone that's annoying and always popping in saying, hey, checking in. Even though I really don't do any of those things, but during orientation, that is what you do. If you hear someone say something like, oh, I wanted to go to the aquarium, and you're kind of like, oh, I want to be friends with that person, but I don't care about the aquarium, or perhaps you really care about the aquarium, and you're just like, oh, a buddy, great, I'll know someone and we can do it together or whatever. You gotta do it. You gotta say, oh, are you talking about going to the aquarium? I was thinking of doing that too. Do you want to go together or would you mind having a buddy there? And nine times out of 10, they'll say yes. Sometimes, because once again, most of these people are 18 years old. I'm saying as a 19 year old. Most incoming students are young and they're on their own for the first time. And that means that, you know, sometimes in high school, we don't all have the same social skills and cues developed. So sometimes someone will be like, oh, I'm already going with my friend. And in that moment, you just got to realize that they did not learn that the polite thing to do is to be like, oh, sure. Or, oh, I'm so sorry. I already have plans to go with someone else. But would you like to do something else together? So it's not it's not you. It's them. But yeah, I totally freaked out. I was like, I can't do that. And I was just worried about being annoying, even though that's what you're kind of supposed to do. And I'm not a generally annoying person because I can't stand when people are annoying. So I really held myself back from that. And I want you to have a better orientation experience than I did. So without further ado, let's get into the tips for how to survive, <clears throat> no, how to thrive during orientation week. Alrighty, so my first orientation week tip is to make sure to take time for yourself to rest, recharge, honestly to process your emotions and to feel your overwhelming feelings in full force. I know a lot of people are super go, go, go during orientation, like never stop, and if that works for you, that's great. But I also know that after like two or three days, a lot of people tend to feel burnt out and then it's really hard for them to keep up being super sociable and to even want to go out or like go to the events that are being held. So I really recommend you schedule a time that you know is your own time. So for me, I really like to do that in the morning. Like I don't want to talk to anyone in the morning. I don't want to look at my phone. I always have my notifications off, but especially in the morning, I try and make a habit. It totally goes away in the summer, but I try and make a habit of not looking at my phone until I'm ready to actually jump into the day. Sometimes I go like two hours without looking at my phone. And does that mean that I'm not like on a device? No, I'm on my laptop, but that just means that I'm away from social media notifications. I can see my texts, but I'm usually not responding or answering to them. I'm not really looking at my email. Like no one can reach me. And that is how I intentionally would like it because I'm trying to process my day ahead and give myself a really good setup so that I can go attack the day full force how I want to. It could also be a practice that you have at night to maybe turn your phone off and You'll watch like a show on Netflix, maybe read a book, journal, try and plan for your next day ahead, do your skincare, have a nice self-care night. Perhaps that's the best time for you to recharge and relax. Um, I also, okay, I do all of these things. Honestly, I 
it's not that I'm not sociable at all because I really am super social but I'm such an introvert and you probably wouldn't know it by talking to me but I'm such an introvert and when I need my alone time I need my alone time otherwise I'm going to be really moody really not nice or not even that I'm just like I'm gonna feel so blah and so off because I'll be overstimulated if I'm always 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 having to be on so I like to also go for a quick walk or maybe you like to work out this year I'm trying to implement like a walk and a yoga slash pilates sesh every day um and it's been you know it's been two days but it's pretty good guys but I really love going on a super long walk for me that could be like anywhere between an hour and a half three hours when I have the time to do a three hour long walk it's just so nice especially if I haven't been able to really get outside or go on a walk and have my alone time like when I'm doing a show I don't have that luxury and a full class load I just can't do that but on my Saturdays when I had that day off I would go on a three hour long walk like I'd set my timer and I would go for three hours and then if I had something to do after I'd obviously like you know go back but if I didn't oh man I just keep walking I walked all the way to Cambridge once and I didn't even know that I was going in that direction but hey you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah that's a really long-winded way to say that walking or exercise is a good way to have some time to recharge skincare honestly anything that's really focused on yourself awesome way to recharge now I do want you to have your alone time but this is where you should not make the mistake that I did do not be the person to exclude themselves don't exclude your own self from things I did this because I didn't want to seem pushy or rude or intrude on someone's plans it just seems like they all have friends blah 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 newsflash no one really has friends yet even if it seems like they're the best of friends even though they knew each other for like i don't know what 24 hours invite yourself to things if it seems like it's an open invitation now obviously if you hear someone being like oh yeah we have a lunch plan to their best friend don't be like can i tag along but if someone's like oh yeah we're thinking of seeing this really cool show you can be like oh that sounds like so much fun do you mind if I join or do you mind sending me the info and I can maybe see you guys there that's a good way to kind of ease into it if you're apprehensive about that like I am if someone does exclude you like I said before that's their problem it's okay you're you don't want to be friends with them anyway so on that note say yes to things say yes but only say yes to things that sound fun and that you're comfortable with if someone offers it you know go for it but do not be afraid to say no. This is something I see a lot of people still have trouble with past orientation week and just throughout life. Don't be afraid to say no to something if it's really not for you. If you feel in your gut that this is not something that you really think you should be a part of, just don't do it. And no one's going to look down on you for saying, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. As long as you're being respectful about your reasons for not going, then they're going to respect that. You just have to stand your ground and say, mm, that's not really my thing, or oh, actually, I was kind of looking forward to having a night in, or I'm going to call my family tonight, but you guys go ahead. Those are all really great ways to get out of a situation that you don't feel comfortable going ahead into without being 
rude or maybe passive aggressive or judgy towards the people who are still going to take part in that activity. Oh, (laughs) also, this is something that I did do and it was, it came in clutch, honestly. Be a person who does suggest to do things. Don't let other people dictate your orientation experience for the whole time. If you have like a fun activity in the area that you know of, but maybe other people don't because it's not common knowledge, say, hey, actually, I'm going to go to this museum. Do you guys want to come with? Or I saw this really cool concert. It's free. Are you guys interested? We can all wrap dinner together, whatever. Just go invite people to do something. And this is a good opportunity. If you're not seeing many blanket or open invitations, it's a good opportunity to be the person who extends the invite to other people and who provides blanket opportunities to go hang out and meet your fellow peers. So that's actually a really good way. If you bring people together in community, everyone will remember that and they'll kind of look to you as, oh, she's someone or he's someone or they're someone who maybe has a lot of friends or is super sociable or is really open and easy to talk to and approachable. My friend Jade, my best friend Jade from high school, she has a similar experience. Her entire dorm was a living learning community and at first everyone was super timid around each other but then she just started to invite everyone down to i think actually i think her ra was like a soundcloud rapper and he told her and her roommates and then they had like a listening party in their lounge and it was an open invite and then their entire dorm just became super close and i'm talking like the whole building they became so close and now they're still all really great friends and someone once came up to her and was like oh can you like host an event blah 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 because you know this person and she was like oh i don't know them and they were like are you sure like they really like you and she was like oh i'm so sorry i don't know who that is and it's because people look to her as someone who knows other people who's a social butterfly and who can bring other people together so be a jade when in doubt you're always capable of being a jade another jade anecdote funnily enough um you don't have to go out every night if you don't want to a lot of people and when i say people i mean freshmen a lot of freshmen are away from home for the first time and they have no real rules or responsibilities or people to answer to so they will go ham i'm not going to sit here and tell you that nightlife partying drinking smoking does not exist in college because it does unless you're on a dry campus i guess but i'm not so i can't say for sure people will probably go extremely hard like mardi gras type of hard the first week because they're gonna act like they will never have another chance to consume alcohol underage without their parents knowing ever again even though they have the next four years to do so unhinged you don't have to go out every night i personally not a big drinker i didn't drink my entire first year nor did i ever go out i never partied and that's because i was really fearful but we'll get into that later but if you don't want to drink but you still want to go out that's fine people are gonna probably i'm not gonna say probably people will respect that or you can just 
hold a cup in your hand and have water in it like no one's gonna question it and if they do question it you can just be like i'm all right it's not their concern so they shouldn't be worried about you if you don't want to go out that's okay you can a stay the night in by yourself if that's what you feel like you need to do or (laughs) here's where my jade story comes in jade met these girls in her dorm this is before the soundcloud robert party and they were like oh are you staying in too blah 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 and she was like oh yeah i'm staying in she was by herself and they were like oh my god finally someone else who wants to stay in like we can't keep going out every night this is just not sustainable we're dying out here and they were like what are you planning on doing blah, blah, blah. and she was like oh i was just gonna like watch gilmore girls alone and they were like alone and she's like yeah but you can join us like these people were so afraid of doing things alone that they were still gonna go out even though they didn't want to and i just want you to know that it's okay to feel anxious about not being with the crowd especially in a new place when you're all trying to find your community and fit in but i'm gonna be honest no one's gonna remember orientation week it's really okay if you don't go out every night i cannot fathom going out every night personally but you will find people who share your same values. This is as long as you put yourself out there. Like I remember someone posted on Instagram, orientation week, hey, we're having a Gilmore Girls watch party in this seventh floor common room, like free invite, whoever wants to come. And I saw it and I did not go because I was so anxious about inviting myself and like not knowing people that were there. But if that does happen, like just go. I wish i'd gone and the entire time i was like maybe i should go maybe i should go and then by the time i was like i'm gonna go it was way too late it was 11 p.m and no one was there so it's just better for you to stick to your guns on this one to go out or not to go out that is the question and i hope you stick with what you know in your heart is the right answer for you at that moment okay here is a word of advice, some words of wisdom, if you will, but I don't want to call myself wise. That's a bit conceited. It's better to be happy alone than sad with other people. I'd even reason that it's better to be sad alone than miserable with other people, because when you're with other people and you're feeling off, no one can understand how you're feeling. And oftentimes you just feel bad that you can't be your usual happy peppy self so with that being said if you maybe had plans to go do something with someone and suddenly you're like i'm literally about to burst into tears and i need to call my family or i need to call my best friend and just cry it out and have the worst ugly cry you've ever seen kim kardashian it's okay to do that it's okay to skip out on something just because you know your heart's not in it right now you just moved away from home and you have no idea what you're doing and you miss your parents and that is okay and i promise you you are not the only one doing it it's just that no one wants to seem like they can't handle themselves away from home for the first time and no one's gonna meet someone for the first time and be like oh hey i was just crying in my room because i miss my mom and I'm really overwhelmed here and I have no idea what's going on. Are you feeling the same way? No one's gonna say that. Everyone's gonna pretend like they're perfectly fine, but I can guarantee you when their roommate's not in the room, cause God forbid your roommate sees you crying, that's just a way to get off on the wrong foot. I'm just joking, it's not. They don't want anyone to see them suffer and be sad and 
not succeed. I say that with air quotations because your definition of success is not measured by how many times you were like, I'm not going to cry right now. No, 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 no. It's okay to cry. And I guarantee you in about three months and the semester one, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I literally cried every week of orientation. That was the worst. I'm so glad it got better. Everyone's going to be reminiscing and glad that they got through it. And you will get through it too. But not before you let yourself cry it out and feel those feelings. I should have said this earlier when we were talking about the happy orientation stuff, but I still have to include this. Go to your orientation events. Go to the required ones for sure, but also go to some of the optional ones, especially if your interest is piqued by one of them. That's where you're gonna meet people with similar interests and then it's easier to strike up a conversation than if you're just sitting next to someone in some random lecture and it's like, no one cares about this. I remember I went on a shopping tour of Newbury Street, which was so fun. And then actually I didn't talk to anyone. Like I was really, really scared. So I didn't strike up a conversation with people on the way there, but I did talk to people when we stopped at like a smoothie shop because I love smoothies and I think we someone was like, what flavor did you get? And then we struck up a whole conversation. We realized that we met like the same person at a different orientation event. And then they were like, oh, you have a really pretty necklace. And I was explaining it and we were talking about our outfits and it was just like, now I see that person and I know who they are. And I'm like, oh, you're such a nice person. And you know, maybe you'll make a friend out of it too. All right. Now it is time for my final orientation week tip. It's not really a tip so much as a, I guess, comfort or maybe an affirmation or a validation, whatever you want to call it. But I just want to let you know that if you're really having a sucky time during orientation week, it will get better. And it may not seem like it will because you're like, well, I walked away, I totally froze up, didn't meet anyone that I clicked with, everyone else is going out and I'm kind of sitting in my room and I just don't really know what to do, where anything is. I'm just kind of lost right now. There will be so many more opportunities throughout the semester, especially in the beginning. Don't forget that you probably have a club or organization fair that's happening the first week of school. You have your first week of classes, which is another really great opportunity to meet people and make friends. And especially in that first week, people are still trying to make an effort to meet friends. So I think that it's a really great idea to maybe put yourself out there. And perhaps you feel more comfortable in a classroom or academic setting doing that because there's something for you to talk about and it's not just an off the bat like i hope this person likes sports because i'm about to bring up baseball right now if you're in let's say a literature class that was an elective the person sitting next to you has a 50 50 chance of enjoying literature and there's a hundred percent chance that they've read a book so that gives you a hundred percent chance to talk to them about a book or if you're in a history class talk to them about a time period in history or a cool history fact 
you know, maybe you're in a theater class and you can ask them what their favorite show is or do they see any good shows? Like you're looking for some new music recommendations. What would they recommend? Same thing goes for major related classes such as nursing or psychology. Maybe you guys watch a really gross video on your first day of class and perhaps everyone was woefully unprepared to see a corpse cut open. I don't know what they do in science classes. I don't take science at my school. But you can always crack a joke and be like, bro, I think I'm going to throw up after seeing that. And then maybe the person next to you is like, me too, what the heck just happened? And you're like, you know what? The only thing that will settle my stomach is going to get a smoothie. Do you want to come with me? There's just so many ways that you can make friends. And a lot of people don't like to be alone. So nine times out of 10, if you offer someone to go hang out and do something after class, they're probably going to say yes unless they have another thing to do, like go to their second class. So that's one way to make friends past orientation week. Org fair, I do recommend signing up for all the things that you're interested in. And freshmen tend to do this anyway. But just sign up for all the things you're interested in. Worst comes to worst, you don't go to all of these clubs. I hope you don't go to every single one of them because you'll be overbooked. But hey, you do you. You go to all these clubs, you get their email lists, and you're just being sent emails for the rest of the semester because they think you're involved. And maybe you decided, hey, I'm going to step back from this one club and really focus in on these two other clubs. You can also find out about auditions, about tryouts that way. Um, so yes, club fair, totally recommend. And it also gives you something to do, like going to meetings, just a way to fill your schedule. and. Typically, you guys get really close, especially if it's a club where you're trying to solve a problem. So if you're on like an ad board or an e-board for a club, there's a lot of you guys texting throughout the semester and trying to work things out. And you make connections that way from people who are also outside of your club. So it's a good way to put your name out there as, hey, I'm this person who can do this for you. And then you learn, oh, hey, here's this person who can do this for me. So an example... I'm the managing director for a student theater org at my college. I now know when I'm trying to look for a crew to fill a production, oh, Jane's a stage manager, maybe I should reach out to her. Oh, hey, Susan from class, I think she does dance, let me see if she'd be interested in choreographing. And so you can make all these little connections and really get to, I would say, diversify but also condense your circle. It's also great to offer help in any scenarios where help is needed. So if you're in a club and someone's in a bind and you're not doing anything, you can always just be like, oh, I'm free. Let me go to the warehouse and pick that up for you. Not your job, but people will remember that and they're going to be extremely grateful. And it also gives you more things to do and it makes people realize like, hey, this person is always here. And a lot of people admire that quality. Additionally, if someone is having trouble in class and maybe they say in their class group chat, hey guys, not feeling confident for this next test and you're feeling pretty good about it, you can always offer to form a study group. You can offer to help them study or send them material, read over their paper, whatever, as long as that feels comfortable to you. And they'll be eternally grateful, I guarantee it. All in all, it's going to start to feel better and better as the days the weeks go on it can be hard to believe especially if you continue to put yourself in a little shell in a little bubble and even if you're still a little bit apprehensive towards being like super social and inviting yourself places and stuff like that 
if you decide, hey, I'm not going to just sit here, like the worst thing that you can do in college is be stagnant with yourself. If you're not gonna be doing things with other people, you should be doing things by yourself too. Give yourself some experiences to remember. Give yourself some things to look forward to. Settle into a routine. That'll make things way easier as well to cope with because you have set things that you know you're going to be doing every day and it gives you a nice structured schedule to see where your free gaps are in the day and then you can think, hmm, what do I want to fill that with? What do I need today? So if you're feeling like a rest day that day, you're just not feeling it, don't want to talk to anyone, don't want to do anything, go take a rest. Go chill for two hours when you have your free time. And if you're feeling up to something, maybe you're... Okay, honestly, I was slightly agoraphobic. I'm just realizing that now. I was totally freaked out about going places and like embarrassing myself for no reason for a semester because I would walk everywhere and I'd set a goal for myself and be like, you're going to go do this today and I don't care if you're scared. And it's like something brand new that I've never done before and in a place that I've never been before. But I made myself like a challenge every single week and that got me a out of my dorm b into the city exploring and c better acquainted with my surroundings and with myself and my self-confidence and i suddenly knew where everything in the city was and then when someone would say something about like oh i want to try this cool place blah, blah 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 i would always be like oh yeah i went there it's really cool or i'd say oh my gosh yeah i always walk by there all the time and then people are like oh she really knows where we are and they might ask you for recommendations or they might want to tag along one time so scheduling some time in your day to also go exploring and doing things for yourself that others can maybe come to where you might meet people or even just get yourself better acquainted with what it means to be a college student living in your area that's also going to make you feel a lot more at home i guarantee you and you'll feel like you can kind of tackle the world honestly like once you get those train lines down it's like nothing can stop you until something does but hey let's worry about that next week all in all i want you to know that it will start to feel better you will eventually settle into the routine of being a student at your university believe me i know I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Be sure to check back next Friday for next week's episode. See ya.